Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your number one place for fantasy basketball on the entire internet. Go check out HashtagBasketball.com today if you haven't already. I don't even know. I don't even know how you haven't checked them out already. I mean, they're, they've been sponsoring the show for a very long time. Unless you're a first listener, you guys have probably should have already went and went to hashtagbasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, another great day. Yo, it's free agency. Shit is crazy. Shit's wild. NBA Twitter on fire, Woj bombs. I lost a leg in a, in a Woj bomb car explosion. That's that seems too graphic. Um, it's been wild, man. It's it's been a crazy like I don't even know if it's been twenty four hours to be honest. And I I don't even know what to do with myself. There's so much to talk about. There's a lot going on. There's still a lot to be had in this free agency. And we had to get out of we had to get something out. We had to get a podcast out, and uh, we can't. There's no way we can talk about everything, Tyler. But we can talk about some of our favorite moves in this. Uh, I guess this first 24 hours, this day, the day one of moves. Some of our favorite moves. We're gonna break down really all the moves at some point uh, during the off season. But we we wanted to get something out there right now for uh, for all the listeners out there. Yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. I think the the moving it up to six helped. I think the relaxing of the tampering helped, right? Like some of these guys had deals before they could even have a talk to these teams, which didn't make any sense to me, but what do I know? Um, I mean, I swear Woj tweeted out like six deals, like the like six o'clock and 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. They were and, already, they already locked and loaded. Like Kyrie was going to Brooklyn period like that that was done well Durant did his decision like right at six like I mean all these it just was crazy to me how fast that happened uh I, I mean they were mentioning on NBA TV today when I was watching that you know Shaq didn't sign with the Lakers until like July 18th right like how how much things have sped up in the last whatever 20 25 years like well, I mean, you want to own the news cycle. You want to uh, you want to get your name out there. Marketing is a lot different well, these days. Uh, I get it. You know who you know who doesn't give two shits about any of that? Uh, the board man, uh, Kawhi Leonard, is like, I'll 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 take some uh, calls maybe later this week, perhaps. Well, all right, cool, man. Yeah, what was cra crazy though was like, uh, so the the MLB released like their rest of their all stars. And all I saw on pretty much anything was NBA free agency stuff. Like it got totally Yo. just swept under the rug. What's the MLB, man? What are you talking about? Just thought that was funny. Like uh, the MLB probably mad that the NBA moved up their free agency. So no, nobody can recognize uh, Bryce Harper, who I believe is a person who plays about, uh, baseball. Um, no one can recognize these people on the street. Uh, Bryce Harper, not an all-star this year. Philly fans blowing up about that tyler you're you're really you're really frustrating everybody just actually just me by talking about baseball uh at all uh during fancy uh, during nba and fancy basketball's free agency how dare you 
Ain't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you what I hear. All right. Well, you, you are a, uh, you are indeed a, a man of all fantasy sports, and um, I cannot believe you follow uh, fantasy baseball. That is an accountant's game, and uh, I don't have the wherewithal nor the Excel skills to uh, to thrive in that, uh, nor the attention span. Uh, that's why basketball, I'm staying in my lane, and we want to stay right in fancy basketball lane for this first day of free agency and go with I, – I think we want to go with either uh, – maybe just do a, a quick roundup of something like maybe the top five, uh, either most fantasy impactful or maybe just most interesting overall – um, there's no, I don't think we're going to have a real, okay. like, now, peek like, behind the curtain here. Let's not try to sugarcoat this. These are the five things Mike wanted to talk about. We are. Yes. These are the things I want to talk about. I didn't really care about anything else. So this is what we're going to talk about. Why, you, I, why are you going to call me out like that? Well, because I think that the D'Angelo Russell thing was probably way better than like at least half the things you wanted to talk about on your list. That's but, not true. All right. You know what, Tyler? Mike's I'm going to do this spot. for you. I'm going to do this for you. We'll talk about D'Angelo Russell's uh, insane, out of nowhere, uh, later in the day move, later in the night move, to the Golden State Warriors. Where, where the hell did that come from? Well, I mean, it was the only move the Warriors could have made. So why would the Warriors, who have proven to be one of the best organizations in the NBA, not make the move, right? Because they're cap strapped at this point. So the only move they could make would be a sign and trade when Kevin Durant decided to leave and head to Brooklyn. So obviously the only player worth getting back is D'Angelo Russell. So they did that. Um, it was uh, a- absolutely insane. Incredible uh, snag. Like absolutely out of nowhere, incredible snag. Uh, D'Angelo Russell will be – He's 23. He's gonna be 24 sometime next season. He uh, breakout year for him. We we talked about him, I believe, in our uh, or we will talk about him in our uh, top 60 roundup uh, uh, that we are uh, doing to uh, to go back and look at the rankings uh, of these players from last season before next season starts. How does this affect his fantasy value, and does it affect the fantasy value of anybody else on the Warriors? Um. So he will turn 24 in February, if that was the question you were asking. Um, D'Angelo Russell, I mean, well, the Warriors are going to be without Kevin Durant now, right? They're going to be without Klay Thompson all next year because he tore his ACL. He did sign a five-year maximum deal to return to Golden State, but he's not going to play at all. I can't imagine. He tore his ACL in the playoffs. Usually takes a, a good full year to recover from an ACL. So maybe he plays, you know, at the very end of the season or maybe in the playoffs, but I would not expect to see him for any meaningful fantasy. Like if it's a redraft league, I would not draft Clay Thompson. Um, No, 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 no. Uh, He's what is he going to play like a month? If that, if he's, is he even going to be back for the playoffs? uh, Yeah. I don't, I honestly think if he comes back, it'll be like right near the end of the regular season playing like 15, 20 minutes. And then he might play in the playoffs where he's, you know, a little bit more impactful, a little bit more yeah. Clay Thompson esque. Um, yeah, so so don't draft him if it's a redraft league. Don't draft Clay Thompson. Um, that the Angel Russell move didn't have much to do with that. Um, the Warriors are now to the point too where you know they're they're obviously their studs and and not a ton else. Like they're probably not bringing back the Marcus Cousins. Although the Marcus Cousins has not made his free agency decision yet, 
So I honestly think Russell's going to be fine. Like him and Curry are going to split those ball handling duties a little bit. I think Russell, you're going to see him score a ton, right? He's got to take over that kind of Kevin Durant workload. Draymond Green's not going to score a lot. And they're not going to have anybody else. Like Kevon Looney's probably going to be their starting center. They just got him back on a, on a multi-year deal. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think this is all positive. Um, I don't think there's – I mean, he's going to be in a better system. He's going to have uh, guys, uh, at least Steph Curry around him, who demands the other team's best defender, which uh, for a perimeter defender, which in the past has been on D'Angelo. So, like, that's – a super positive as well. He'll probably at least get a, a, a few a minute or two more playing time, which is super positive. And uh, I mean, he's he broke out last year. I, I don't know why his uh, game would change too awful much. His usage might go down a little bit. His overall stats might take a a slight hit. And since he is kind of in that you know second third tier range, a slight hit could drop him in in ranking. But ranking really isn't terribly important if you're producing about the same amount. And there's going to be times where he's going to be asked to uh, to basically carry the team. Uh, the Steph Curry is not going to be able to carry that team the entire year. Steph Curry's spent a, a decent amount of time uh, out injured um, here and there over the last couple seasons. So here's a crazy so, thought. I actually think he may score more on the Golden State Warriors next season than he scored in Brooklyn. Well, the Warriors going to replace forty points a game, man. <laughs> he's certainly going to be with a lot more open. And yeah. I will, that's positive. I will go on record as saying, you know, Steph Curry could shoot back into that top top player in fantasy range. I mean, obviously, D'Angelo Russell's not going to quite be able to space for like Clay Thompson did in that first year, but to say D'Angelo Russell is, you know, not an above average three point shooter, I think is a fallacy. Um, he's going to get plenty of open looks. I think him and Steph Curry are both going to be fantastic on the Warriors next season for fantasy. I'm pretty excited about this move for D'Angelo Russell's value. Um, I don't know that I really want to take him in that second round, but I, I could see him being, you know, a kind of a third, fourth round player for me. Um, I don't know. I mean, his usage was pretty high last year. I, I don't know if I expect a big upturn, but I think like if you're taking him, I think you just see more efficiency though. Which late I mean, second, early third. All right, cool. All right. You know what I mean, when you're shooting eighteen point seven shots a game, which he shot last year in Brooklyn, and I don't see those shots really going anywhere. And now maybe he hits forty five percent because Steph Curry's getting him a little more open. Hey. Yeah, it's all to me. It's all it's all positive. If not, it's a it's a it's a wash. Like the worst case scenario is he's about as good as he was last year. And I, I also feel you know with Steph Curry taking over that team, it depends on how they're they're going to approach this season. If they're going to sit him down the stretch, if they if they do they care about making the playoffs, do they not care about making the playoffs? How that's all going to go? Uh, that doesn't allow me to put Steph Curry as the number one player. There is going to be stretches. Uh, next season, where Steph Curry is the number one player in fantasy, uh, oh, I think they... at least a, a month or so. Uh, I, I still don't know how you don't take hard number one, but yeah, I, Steph Curry is going to be a great fantasy player next year. And I think they made this move to to try to win another championship. Yeah, whether they can do that or not, right? They're gonna push to make the playoffs, and they're gonna push hard. And you know, I think they they're gonna ask a lot of Russell and, and Curry 
next season. They obviously traded Andre Iguodala to get Russell, so he yeah. won't be back to be the sixth man. I, I think it's exciting that they're wanting to go for it instead of just, hey, let's just take a year off. We'll see what happens, blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. We're going to bring in this 23-year-old. We are going to keep moving this franchise forward. Who cares what else is going on? So I, th- I think that's fantastic. It was the easily the biggest surprise of yesterday, for sure. Um, and, hey, it's, it's all positive news, I think um for for everybody involved in the trade well not everybody involved in the trade i guess the people who uh went to brooklyn uh, they'll be playing behind Kyrie irving and a bunch of other randoms so not not the best thing for those guys but i think the 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 brooklyn that should change their nickname to Kyrie irving and a bunch of other randoms i think that would be a good fit for them i mean that is basically what they are and actually that is one of the uh trades that or i guess free agency signings that we wanted to talk about is the big one. Where did, uh, where was Katie going to go? Where was Kyrie going to go? Kyrie, we all kind of knew he was going to Brooklyn. Katie, big question mark. Um, would they have gone to the Knicks if Katie was healthy? Uh, who knows? But it turns out Katie, Kyrie, both going to Brooklyn. And so is DeAndre Jordan for some reason. And that's where things get interesting from a fantasy perspective. Because KD, he's going to be out all next year. Don't care. Uh, Kyrie, uh, chances are he's going to do a bunch of Kyrie stuff. He's going to be as Kyrie as he ever has been. Maybe even more Kyrie than he ever has been. Uh, And take that for however you want to spend that in your own flat world mind. DeAndre Jordan, how how did you get in the car? (laughs) <laughs> who let you in this building? What, what, um, why is he there? What is going on? And are they aware that Jared Allen is on the team? Yeah, and and so this was the weirdest thing for me about it. I get DeAndre Jordan's buddies with those guys, and actually both took a little bit less money so he could sign there and get uh, ten million a season. No, they were all boys. That's cool. That's yeah. cool. I'm okay with that. That's cool. Um, I mean, so Jared's got a lot of money. I don't know why he needs like. But that's cool. So, and we saw more, you know? we saw DeAndre Jordan. You know, he's played over thirty minutes a game every season until last season. He was playing over thirty-one minutes a game for the Mavericks. He got traded to the Knicks in that Kristaps Porzingis deal, and the Knicks played him twenty-five point nine minutes a game. Jared Allen, a guy I talk about a lot, who whether it's fouls or whatever, he still only played twenty-six point two minutes a game. The problem with that is. It uh, doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out 26 plus 25 is 51 minutes, and there are not that many minutes in an NBA game, Michael. Not the last time I checked. So someone's minutes are going down. Uh, Boo. No one, no one is a fan of uh, – well, I don't care if okay, DeAndre Jordan's minutes go down, but uh, Jarrett Allen, a uh, a nice young – prospect with good fantasy potential playing less minutes than he played last year why 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 would i be a fan of that at all so jared allen has played one percent of his career minutes as a power forward according to basketball reference and deandre jordan has played two percent of his minutes as a power forward more than i are you sure that wasn't just like a scorer's error no, there was actually a season in 2009-2010 where DeAndre Jordan played 28% of his minutes as a power forward, according to basketball reference. Surprising. That seems. Over the last 
well, since the 2015 season, he has played 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% at center. So take that for what it's worth. He's played 100% of his minutes in each of the last five seasons as a center. Um, Jared Allen played 100% of his minutes as a center last season. I don't really see these two playing together. I think maybe because DeAndre Jordan is boys with them, he could probably play 25 minutes a game, and that could mean Jared Allen loses three minutes, which is yeah, not great. And he wasn't playing a lot anyway. And, I mean, he should – I mean, I think they will maybe try to slide him in at the four – I don't know why, but like they need someone to play the four. Like I don't even know who their four is going to be. Did they sign anyone that I, I I've forgotten about already? Like uh, there's been well, a lot that, of signings today, but it, it's like Ronnie Hollis Jefferson still on the team. Ronnie Hollis Jefferson was was going to be a restricted free agent, and they had to renounce his rights to make the other deals. Okay, so they, he's gone. They can, and they lost Ed Davis. Yeah, they, I know they lost Ed Davis. They can obviously sign someone on a minimum deal, whether that'll happen or not. Okay, so they don't have a four at all. Well, uh, I mean, obviously they're going to probably try to play, you know, some guys down a little bit and, and kind of go small ball because I don't – I still just don't see how you're going to – like it's the whole Miles Turner, DeMonta Sabonis thing. Like how many minutes are you really going to be able to play these two together and not get toasted by somebody running out Kawhi Leonard as their power forward? Like which one of these yeah. guys is guarding Kawhi Leonard? The, yeah, or LeBron sense. James, or Either you know, fifty thousand no, other people. Nobody. <laughs> so uh, this is a mess, and it's bad news for Jared Allen. I think Jared well, Allen to me was a guy I would uh, was definitely keeping an eye on, uh, depending on how far he fell in a draft. I know he's kind of a, a name people like, but uh, at some point I was going to draft uh, Jared Allen maybe in those later rounds. And now I don't even know if that's worth it. Well, and here's the other thing too, right? One of Jared Allen's big things is he's a big time rebounder. If he's going to play minutes with DeAndre Jordan. Who, who, who DeAndre Jordan loves letting other people get rebounds. Don't you know? Yeah. Right. I mean, that was the whole meme about him stealing the rebound from Luka Doncic and. Yeah. The, the, he's the only, he's only the only person worse than DeAndre Jordan at stealing rebounds. Uh, actually, two people is probably uh, Drummond and Westbrook. But, I mean, I think the the negative part here is they both are going to lose some value, right? Like, we've seen that – I mean, DeAndre Jordan got his free throws up to 70% last season. He yeah, actually shot better wow. with the Knicks than he did with the Mavericks. And we were talking about how crazy it was that he was making most of his free throws with the Mavericks. And then he went to New York and he shot 77%. So maybe DeAndre's fixed his free throw ails and he was looking like a player that you could grab. And, I mean, he averaged 13.1 rebounds a game last year. He averaged over a block. He averaged 11 points. Like, those are all really good numbers. And if we saw Jordan go to the right situation, you were getting kind of excited about drafting DeAndre Jordan again, despite him, you know, he's only going to be 31 years old. He turns 31 in July 21st. Still an elite rebounder. Uh, right. Only and you not- game, which is lame, but, uh, you know, he's he's a high percentage on, on low volume shots. And, yeah, if his free throw isn't going to be murderer's row like it used to be, that was a good fantasy player. That's what I mean. So they kind of killed each other here, which is disappointing for fantasy. I mean, I think both should obviously still be drafted in a standard league. 
But yeah, but there's I, limited upside now on both too, which is the worry here, right? Like they're both going to be picked relatively high, and they either want and I mean, unless one gets injured and misses the whole season, like there's not much upside for either guy now. So, yeah, I mean, I'm just probably not going to be in love, and it all depends on where the ADP falls on on both guys. But I'm probably not going to be in love with either man. That's fair. Neither am I. Like I don't think I'm taking Jared Allen in in a league actually. I, I don't think I'd take in a standard league. Maybe, maybe late, maybe super late, maybe with the last pick. But nah, I mean, he, he doesn't interest me anymore. Uh, DeAndre, I've never been a fan of him because I, I play in Roto's uh, leagues, nine cat Roto leagues. So uh, you know how people um, feel about him in Roto leagues. So I probably won't own either one of these guys. I will be season. watching in the preseason, though. I will be watching his free throw percentage. Yeah, I'll be interested in what happens. And and obviously we only get you know four preseason games, but if he's making them still, you know that's that's a big boost to his value, and you know so that'll be something to monitor, I guess. So uh, any anything about the rest of this Brooklyn team? It's kind of, there's still a lot of pieces to fall, right? So I'm not sure if we really want to get into that, but Kyrie, no worries there in my opinion. Yeah, I mean Kyrie's gonna be Kyrie. I think you know he's probably a, a second round pick. Yeah, solid yeah. second tier player. Yeah, I mean he's he's gonna do his thing, and yeah. yeah, I think the rest of it we we're probably better off just waiting on figuring out what uh, we actually are gonna see, and you know which pieces we're not gonna see, and go from there. All right, well we'll get into that once the pieces fall into place. We'll do some. We'll be doing uh, all thirty teams previews before the season starts next year, along with a bunch of uh, mock drafts and of whole slew of other nonsense that we got planned for you guys in the lead up to next season, but it's still a long summer and free agency. I mean, it's barely, barely started. And uh, as we know, Kyrie leaving Boston, but that means an opening for Kimball Walker. And more importantly, in my opinion, Enos Cantor coming to Boston. Uh, they, I, I was, I was just thinking about after Al Horford left uh, Boston, what, uh, who, who is there any centers on this team? Who who are the centers on this team? Like, who's well, they got rid of Aaron Baines, too. Yeah, so. Aaron Baines got shipped to God knows where. Uh, Al Horford said sayonara to to the, the horrible people of Boston. That's right, I said it. And I don't, is Daniel Theus still on the team? Yes, okay. He, he is a free agent, though I believe restricted free agent. Okay, I was well, assuming they're going to bring him back. He's an RFA. So I was like, "What's going on here? Who's going to even rebound? Who's playing center on this team? Jason Tatum." So Enos Cantor in Boston basically has the starting job. I'm very at this point anyway in free agency. I'm very, very, very excited about that. As I am excited about Kim Walker going to a team where there's actually talented human beings around him who play the game of basketball that will further enhance Kimba Walker's game. Um, yeah. So here's the, Hmm. What do I want to say? Here's the, the crazy stat that we've seen um, since Brad Stevens joined the Celtics. The point guard has shot the ball with some crazy efficiency. Hmm. And the big knock on Kimba Walker's game has always been, he's not that efficient. Right, and this goes back like to Isaiah Thomas had that crazy year under Brad Stevens, where he was, you know, 
some people wanted him to be the MVP, right? The last it so, was legitimately a historic year. Like it was, it is what he did that year was legit historic. It was incredible. So here's the 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 other thing, right? So Kyrie Irving, six seasons for the Cavaliers, right? He shot fifty seven fifty forty five point seven percent from the field. In his two seasons with Boston, forty eight point nine percent. Interesting. Right? And then, I mean, you throw the Isaiah Thomas one on that. Like, Brad Stevenson, Brad Stevens has a history of his point guards upping their efficiency from the field significantly. Very interesting. I love everything I'm hearing from you, Tyler. Um, um, so Kimba, that's something to Kimba already, like Kimba already a fantastic player to, to, uh, to draft. That's what I mean. Now gets a little bit better offense, a little bit better efficiency. Could see a few more assists. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I would think so, considering that the people on uh, his team will now be able to make the ball when he passes in the ball. Uh, not, uh, do you think he'll shoot 20 field goals a game like he did last year? I mean, Kyrie Irving shot 18 and a half. All right. So, so somewhere in that range, right? Right. So, you know, we might see a, a little dip there, but. If the efficiency's going up and you know he's giving out a few more dimes, it's all comes out in the wash, right? Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about Kemba in Boston. I am pretty okay with taking Kemba in that late second, early third round. Um, I, I feel really good about him, you know, on the Celtics. Yeah, once you get through that, uh, you get your one A, one B tier, and then the beginning of that second tier where where the turn starts. He starts moving closer to to me for that 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 middle second round. He he starts moving in that range depending on who's available because just because of that little bit of a bump. Uh, and of course, Enos Cantor, if he's gonna if he's gonna be the only center in town, uh, we all know what Enos Cantor can do when he plays like thirty seven minutes a game. He's just like well, and, I mean we've seen twenty and twenty like he's a lunatic. That's what I mean. In twenty five minutes a game, we've seen Enos Cantor be a top fifty player. So I got to feel good about him right now. He's getting that 25 minutes a game and being a pretty damn close to a top 50 player. So, yeah, sign me up for Samina's canter. Yeah, I'd keep an eye on him, I assume, unless you're playing with a lot of, uh, you know, fantasy. Um, I wouldn't say experts, but people who play fantasy are uh, well wrapped into fantasy basketball. Chances are Enos Cantor isn't going to be ranked terribly high in most uh, preseason rankings, and you should be able to get him at a, at a great value in those later rounds. So if he's available, snag him right up because he could easily be uh, finishing the top 50 if he's playing starters minutes for sure. Yeah, and the best part is he doesn't even really – I mean, I wouldn't say 25 minutes a game is even starters minutes. And he's been – I mean, that season with the Knicks where he played 25.8 minutes a game and averaged 11 and 14 – on some crazy efficiency was, you know, my top 50 season. Yeah, it was a lot. Of, it was a lot of fun. I uh, I definitely had him on a few of my teams, and I I enjoyed that season. I missed that season uh, just a little bit. Uh, you, so you yearn for that. Se- I yearn I, for that season. I yearn for another. I yearn for a good, strong, sturdy Enos Cantor in my life. Um, I I adore his uh, his beautiful face and his 20 rebounds a game but we'll have to see what plays out in boston because we don't know if they're going to end up signing or trading or doing anything to to get a center 
uh, that might start or share minutes with Enos Cantor. So we'll see. Um, probably, if you're Boston, probably not the best case scenario of Enos Cantor being your starting center, going from Al Horford to Enos Cantor. There's a little bit of a defensive uh, uh, difference between those two uh, players, but uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. And like I said, we'll be doing team previews later this season, and we'll be talking about that when it happens. But really, the move of free agency came of came from, I guess, this uh, this Kimba Boston connection. That's right, Tyler. I'm talking about the best player on the Charlotte Hornets, the guy that they will announce last when they are saying the lineups at the home games, Terry Rozier. Yeah, that's scary, isn't it? What in the hell is going on in Charlotte? Um, so call him cheap, call him whatever you want, right? Michael Jordan didn't want to pay the luxury tax. Yeah, and he, you he can't really this from uh, Jerry Reinsdorf, I believe. Well, but you can't really blame him on a team that has they made the playoffs. What two out of Kemba Walker's six seasons, eight seasons? However, they made the no, playoffs. No, I think I think I can blame him because up until just. Uh, I think a handful of hours ago earlier today, I had forgotten that Kimba Walker was only $12 million a year. Oh yeah. What well, they wasted all that money and on, you know, this player and that player, yeah. and another player. We they, can talk, they have we can talk about the terrible, terrible players. team around him. This absolutely awful team around him. If you're going to blow it up and let it all shit away, which uh, Michael Jordan well, obviously has. I mean, they, how they, they signed Biombo and then, did he even play the year after they signed him? Like I don't he, even think he played the year they did sign him. That's what I mean. It's like he was playing like 15 minutes a game when they gave him this huge contract. Like they've made so many mistakes there. No, um, like but- it, it, there's so many idiots out there, uh, these owners of these teams. You couldn't have g- somehow gotten anything back for a $12 million Kimba Walker. I mean, Danny Ainge was going to give three first-round draft picks for Justice Winslow. Like you, you couldn't have got one first-round draft pick for Kimba Walker. You couldn't have got Chris Dunn for 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 Kimba Walker. Like, figure it out, man. You, you let him walk, and then you paid uh, Terry Rozier like what fifty-eight million, fifty-nine million over three years. It's insane. Well, and they're, they're, are they are they giving Boston some picks too to let them get Rozier because they're they're capped out. They must be. So the only way they can get they the only way they can make that is a sign and trade. So it's a sign and trade for Kemba and Terry yes. Rozier. So that'd be That's interesting a- to see what the final details of that look like. That um, is absurd. So here's the, the Ed. I'll say this about the fantasy angle here. Terry Rozier, I guarantee some guys are going to be super hot on him. Um, I mentioned that stat about Brad Stevens upping the efficiency of his point guard shooting. Yeah. That doesn't really work out for Terry Rozier, who's a career thirty-eight percent shooter from the field. Let's 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 imagine that uh, Terry Rozier's field goal percentage was bumped by playing in that system. Now, what are you looking at when he is the only player on uh, Charlotte and, and he's and going to have to take more shots than eight, and he's going well, to shoot he- worse than that. He's going to be the number one option, which means he's going to draw more defensive attention. 
he's not going to be playing against second teams. He's not going to be playing with uh, players around him who make him better. So what's gonna like seriously? Thirty-five minutes a game. What does his stats look like though? Like, what does that look like? I mean, thirty-six seven percent shooting uh under what under 70 uh, definitely under 80 uh, free throw percentage so probably what like 75 74 is eh, probably like 77 if what? i had to guess was he like 14 points six six assists three assists i don't even know like i can't even picture it yeah and so there's some people getting super hyped here so I'll read you his per 36-minute stat line from last season as a 24-year-old. Okay. Are okay. you ready for this? I'm ex- yeah, I'm not excited, but I'm ready. 14.2 points, <sighs> 6.2 rebounds, 4.6 assists, 1.4 steals, 2.4 three-pointers made, and 0.4 blocks if you really want to know. Um, is that are you making those up or is that how terrible? terrible yeah. Is? So for people who are like, yeah, he's gonna be the number one option, and we've seen him have a triple double, and he had a couple good games there where he was the. Yeah, he he, uh, he played well in a in a maybe a playoff game once I think. So yeah, I'm I'm not buying him as a top fifty player. You I'm not I'm not drafting him. I, I mean, I, I would draft him if he was the last player left in the league. But but here's the here's the crazy part too. Like you're not gonna draft. have to not care about your field goal percentage at all. Like I can't imagine the field goal percentage is gonna go up tremendously. The volume certainly is though. In a worse system, that's what I mean. He's gonna shoot a ton. He's gonna be in a worse offensive system by all accounts. He's gonna have worse players around him. He's going to. Yeah, I mean, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. Okay. It just doesn't. It just doesn't go any any good way. It doesn't go any good way. There's just no, I don't know how to salvage this as anything to look forward to. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think this is one of the best players to nominate in an auction draft coming up next year. My favorite. Uh, thing to do if you've never done an auction draft, I would suggest you doing one. Uh, is when you're nominating, you want to get money off the board. You don't you don't want to bid on someone you actually like. You want to take money off the board. Well, especially if you live in the New England area, um, or hell, maybe even you live in Charlotte. Oh uh, no, no, throw out Jerry, Terry Rozier, throw him out there, put him out a dollar, and see what happens. Read anybody's uh, winners from day one of free agency, especially for fantasy article. Um, a lot of the big sites that put him out, you can Google it. I'm sure find it. Terry Rozier gets mentioned. He's gonna be a point guard, starting point guard. Like he yeah. is, he is gonna be a starting point guard. Those are facts. That but is if true. You're draft, if you're drafting this guy, even in the top 75, I mean, I guess if you're just caring about the counting stats, right? Like if you're gonna punt both percentages and be like, I'm gonna go for counting stats, he should average uh, probably a, over a steal, probably like 1.2 steals. He might get you like five, six assists. He might get you like five rebounds, and he might get you like 14, 15 points. Those are all good numbers, but it's going to come on a really bad field goal percentage. And I don't know, sometimes I think even when we're punting categories, like we, you don't really want the absolute worst guy in that category. He's going to be one of the worst field goal 
percentage contributors next season, I believe. Because it's going to be high volume on very bad percentage. Yeah, I, I think if you're in a roto league, I don't even know how you approach it. I think if you're in a head-to-head league, you got to really not care or have like really balancing weird balancing act going on i just i just don't know like i think he's obviously going to put up better counting stats across the board but that's just due to volume and usage and necessity like it's it's not going to be as exciting as everyone's going to make it so take everything that you're reading or seeing with rankings with a grain of salt uh, or whatever you're seeing on twitter because you're not seeing it on my twitter at watch the boxes or on tyler's Twitter, Tyler, at Tyler P. Watts. We will not be tweeting at Terry Rogier is a base god anytime soon. Uh, that will not be happening. Promise you that. But I do want to talk about the team that made out the best. This free agency, Tyler. Number one team that made out. And now I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls. Not doing anything stupid. That is where the bar is set for the Chicago Bulls. And the morons that are Garpax, uh, the bar is set at didn't do something stupid. And while the Thad Young signing is confusing, it is not stupid. He's a very good player. It's a decent contract. Uh, don't really need him on the team. And we already oh, have I... two young guys who should start over him. But – I hated that deal for Thad Young, though. Great play, great player. He's you know, oh. you know I love to snag him in fantasy leagues, and now I don't, I don't know, man. Can I, can I snag him? Because you got to figure he's not going to play that many minutes. Yeah, and that's, I, I think that's the issue because uh, we both are big fans of Thad Young. Always ends up in like top seventy-five. Uh, always ends up with like a steal and a half a game, and you're like, oh yeah, I just got like a, a, a steal and a half a game here in the. Uh, in the tenth round, thanks everybody, you idiots! Like, you go ahead and uh, and, and and draft. Uh, well, I don't know uh, who who are some of these really. Go ahead and draft Jamichael Green. I will be taking Thad Young. Like, that's that's how these these drafts usually work. Thad Young is usually one of the best sleepers in the entire draft. He's not well, going to start. He's not going to start over either one of these these young guys. He's going to probably play like twenty five minutes a game. That's what I mean. Unless they're gonna play him as a small forward, which no, which is not. But it's the well, ball. Is, is Otto Porter gonna play at the two and Zach gonna play at the one? I'm interested in that lineup actually, uh, because I need to see something like literally anything that looks like basketball in Chicago. That'd be great. That's what I mean. Like I don't, I don't know. I didn't love that move for the Bulls or for Thad Young. I thought Thad Young. I mean, I I get it. Thad Young felt. It was probably the, the biggest balls. offer Thad was getting. So it's I mean, certainly the biggest offer that Thad Young was getting, which makes you go, "Well, who are they bidding against? What what is this about?" But uh, I I do like Thad's um, professionalism, maturity, and skill on a, a team that desperately needs any of those things. And fantasy wise, though, I think this kind of puts this might not Thad Young to the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna be in line to really pick him now i mean i just don't see any way he gets the necessary i mean he needs like 30 minutes a game i just don't really see how he gets that i don't see that path to minutes unless one of those guys is injured so yeah don't say stuff like that come on well, they, were, I mean, they were both injured last year so it's certainly a possibility but uh yeah 
Yeah, so I'm not loving that. Um, what are your thoughts on this other move here that you want to talk about? So their other move here I thought was great. A lot of people had the Bulls pegged to take uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who is a very, very good role player on a, on a, on a championship team, uh, going for over $20 million a year. Yeah, not um, I don't care how efficient this dude is. Twenty over twenty million a year at twenty six, when you're a a great role player on a on a great team, eh? Not terribly interested in seeing the Chicago Bulls try to build their team around uh, Malcolm Brogdon's uh, above averageness. I guess. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon, that contract's going to look terrible in like three years when. At least five dudes from the last draft class, this draft class, or the next draft class are better than him, and they're not making twenty million. It's uh, it was uh, to me, the Bulls being cheap worked out very well, and half the time it does uh, because Thomas Sadoransky is basically seventy percent Malcolm Brogdon, but uh, was worth half the price. So. I'm a big fan of Thomas Sadoransky. He's actually 27. He's only a year older than Brogdon. And I actually think this is going to go well for Thomas Sadoransky, even at, at, at for fantasy value. And this is why, because there is no starting guard. There's no starting point guard on this team. Uh, Kobe White, it's probably it's bad news for Kobe White. It's bad news for Chris Dunn. And it's it's not the best news for Thomas Sadoransky. Thomas Zaraski played 27 minutes last year. He ended up in the top 140. Yeah, I mean, five re- five assists, three and a half rebounds, over a steal, didn't score a lot. Didn't. I mean, he shot really well from three. He's a 40% shooter for his career. He just doesn't really have that many attempts. Um, yeah, if you're going to tell me Sadoransky's going to run out there for like 32 minutes a game, he's probably a standard league relevant guy. He's um, definitely a standard league relevant guy if he's going to play 30 Chris Dunn's probably going to have to move in order for that to happen. I think that's actually semi-likely because Thomas Sandersky is the only actual point guard on this team. Uh, we, talked, so- we talked about Kobe White. He's more of a combo guard uh, in a previous podcast. Uh, Kobe White is going to be great, perhaps a point guard of the future, but he's more of a combo guard. Sandersky's the only one on the, person on this team who could run the team. I think at some point in the season, maybe not the whole, the whole entire season, Sadoransky is playing starters minutes, and that's, that'll be a good time to stream him, uh, which I think is better than what was going on in Washington. Yeah, and I'm even fine with taking kind of a late-round flyer on Sadoransky. Like, I, I don't remember if it was on NBA TV or if it was on the jump. Um, I listened to both today. They were saying that basically – if you're Chris Dunn or Chris Dunn's agent, like you've got to be asking for a trade at this point, right? Like you, you got to figure they're going to play Kobe white. They just signed Sadoransky. You got to figure they're going to play him. How many minutes is that going to leave for Chris Dunn? You know, that's, that's up in the air at this point. Um, I don't mind Sadoransky. I think, I think he's a low upside player though, in the sense that like, he's not gonna somehow score 15 points a game. He's not going to like get you seven assists, I don't really think. I think he's probably going to be like six. I think he's gonna, just going to produce a lot of okay numbers, but nothing that's like, oh, man, I got to have him for this. Yeah, this is not like, uh, oh, finally he's going to play like 34 minutes and go back to, what was it, two seasons ago uh, where he was playing legit fantasy uh, basketball and he was like a 
I think he ended up in like the top 70, 60 for a little bit. Uh, that's not what's going to happen here unless this logjam frees up a little bit. And even then, you know, I, I think he's going to be fantasy value uh, worthy. I guess fantasy valuable is probably the right word I'm looking for. He will be a waiver wire player who will be owned uh, off and on throughout the season, and if not permanently owned at some point if he becomes a full-time starting point guard. Yeah, just I guess even if he's getting like the lion's share of the minutes, I, I don't think he's a top – like he maybe could squeak in the top 50, but I'm probably betting against that even. Like he's probably like a 60, 70 player like you mentioned. Yeah, I and I hope that happens. That would be great. That's a That would be good news for me. It would be good news for the Bulls. Um, let's let's do one more. Let's do let's do one more. Let's talk about a team that we all love. It's one of the smartest teams in the league. Uh, a team that made a lot of really really good moves. Talking about the New York Knicks, who for some reason signed Julius Randle, Bobby Portis, and Todd Gibson. I love the fact that the New York Knicks likes uh, they, they like to pay. Thibodeau era Bulls players uh, after the Bulls are done paying them. I like that the, the Knicks are like, yeah, we'll we'll throw, we'll give you a bunch of money. Who cares? They're still paying Joakim Noah. I'm pretty sure uh, they paid Derrick Rose for a while. I'm excited to see who what are, what former Bull they pay next. I'm uh, I'm I'm very very excited. So I will definitely be going to that Knicks uh, Bulls game when they come to town. See our old friend uh, punching Bobby Portis and. One of the most underrated players, legitimately in the in, in the league, Taj Gibson. Well, and they signed Wayne Ellington, right? And they're professional players, right? They're guys who've played in the league. They're guys who have NBA skills. I just, I really didn't get the whole Randall Portis Gibson thing because they all play the same position, and they're. I mean, where who's going to handle the ball, right? Are we just going to give it to RJ Barrett and hope he can? the thing and then even still like who's going to be a guard for the new york knicks next season like we're just going to play alonzo trier and i mean whatever cast of characters we played last year frank milikina and yeah i mean this knicks team man they just made some wild moves some interesting moves some moves i wouldn't have made i don't really got much else to say about it like i i mean as far as fantasy value like randall should be good randall should play I love the fact that they signed, you know, they gave him all that money and then signed two other guys that basically play his position. You know, yeah, one. that's really <laughs> weird, strange, um, very Nick's, Nixonian, I guess. Uh, yeah, because, I mean, like, right, Mitchell Robinson's going to play minutes in there too, so now you got four guys for the, you know, 96 minutes with the front court. I don't know that I love a lot of those pairings of like Randall and Portis together on the court. Like, aren't they going to get absolutely cooked? Yeah. Like Mitchell and Randall sounds fun. So, I mean, and then I guess you could play Taj Gibson at center with Bobby Portis in the second unit or, you know, whatever. You Maybe. Can... Yeah. This is utterly confusing. Nobody knows what's going on. The Knicks still might be one of the worst fantasy teams of all uh, of the entire league. I guess Charlotte probably took their spot now. At least, you know, RJ Barrett is worth uh, probably a late round pick, right? Uh, Julius Randle 
even you would you would think his minutes will be safe on this team, and he's a great fancy player to have. And 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 then Mitch Rob is a is a block phenom. Not much else going on in this team. Yeah, right. And he's. Who knows how the minutes are going to shake yeah, out now? If, and was if Julius Randle's minutes are like back down to like twenty seven? Like what yeah, the hell? They, they muddied the water there, which was not what you like to see. Like you heard about that Randle signing, you thought for fantasy, like all right, you know he averaged twenty points a game last season. That was good, and you know he's going to get a, a big opportunity in New York. And then they throw Bobby Portis and Taj Gibson on top of it, and you're just kind of left scratching your head, going, "Well, that's a Knicks move." Hmm. Yeah. And they all uh, got relatively big money. Like Portis got two years, thirty-one million. Yeah, he uh, he he got that money. I actually think the Bulls offered him either that or slightly more at one point. And Bobby was like, "Nah, man, I'm betting on myself." It's like, thanks for betting on yourself. You say you you saved the Bulls from their own stupidity. That's what I mean. And then Gibson got twenty million, and Randall got sixty-three. So. You gotta that's figure their money uh, uh, tied up in your your power forward. That's what I mean. So you gotta Incredible. figure they're planning on playing them all decent minutes, and they're gonna plan on playing them together in some way, shape, or form. Like, yeah, punt. No, punt it's, it's absolutely incredible that the Knicks are this bad, and they struck out. And I mean, but, I mean, like, they didn't even they didn't even get boogie. I thought they would get boogie. They might get Boogie. I guess Boogie's still available, right? But That's what I mean. But give the money to a guard, man. Like, you don't Give the money to Boogie Cousins. Who cares? Do a one-year. Well, and that's the other thing, too. I mean, like, they're all two-year deals, so they didn't, like, absolutely kill themselves. And, you know, some of these deals we might find out, you know, it's a, like a one-and-one with a player option. I mean, we, they're still in the early stages. And it's yeah. worth mentioning, like, as we're talking, no deal has actually been officially signed. Like guys can still back out. We've seen it happen in the past. Um, and a couple of these, um, we actually just saw it yesterday, might be right? Tradable, right? So some of these uh, contracts might be tradable. Nerlens Noel reportedly signed one and then backed out, and then I guess today he then did sign it with the Thunder. Yo, Nerlens Noel, get a new agent, my man. What's um, going on with you? So yeah, uh, so none of this is actually like set in stone and we don't know the like actual specifics of some of these deals. I mean, I guess the Knicks are trying to keep that cap space available, which makes sense, but it's like, why throw so much money at some of these guys who, yeah, just don't really, I mean, the, it's a, it's a puzzle. You got to make the pieces fit together. You can't just take three pieces from three different puzzles and jam them together and go, Oh, this is going to work out. No, not at all. I, this, well, maybe not Justin, but I think I saw this earlier. Um, they are uh, team options for that second year, and Knicks at least the Knicks didn't shoot themselves too many times in the foot, just a few times. So good for well, them. Well, yeah, and then okay, so they're going to run out one year. They're not going to be good. They 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 know they're not going to be good. They're going to, you know, try to be salvageable and and go back at it again next year. But you know, you, how many times can you go at it and miss? I mean, like that we talked about this a little bit with the Mavericks, right? Well, at least the Mavericks got a couple young pieces now where you know, guys might want to come because they have Porzingis and they have Luka Doncic, right? Like how many times can you just run it back and go, oh, we're not getting anyone. Oh, well, next year we will. Next year we will. Next year we will. Apparently, apparently infinity is the is the answer for anyone who is a Knicks fan. I feel bad for you, kind of, I guess. I don't know. I mean, you guys do kind of 
kind of dicks when you show up to the United Center. So I don't feel that bad for you, Knicks fans. Sorry. Uh, too too bad for you. There's a lot more free agency uh, coming uh, very, very soon. I mean, we we still don't know where Kawhi's going. We still don't know uh, where Boogie's going. We still don't know where a lot of people are going. Is that Jimmy Butler trade to the Heat? Is it official? We don't. Did they find another? Are they going to do? Is Portland for sure? Are they not for sure? Like, so there's a, still a lot of stuff in the air. Oh, we're they, talk they about, made that deal uh, official. Well, not official, but they made that deal. Just so you know. Um, Mo Harkless got got thrown into the Clippers, and Al our Hassan Whiteside went to Portland. Jimmy Butler went to Miami, and Josh Richardson went to Philly. Brilliant. We're gonna have to actually we might need a whole podcast just to break that one down, especially the whole part where Jimmy went out of wanted out of Minnesota because he wanted to win, and then he was like one shot away from perhaps the. The, the the NBA Finals, but then leaves Philly to go to Miami. What? So none of, that whole sequence of this doesn't make any sense. Let alone the fantasy uh, fallout from all that. So we're going to talk about that plus a lot more uh, in a bunch of probably episodes that we have to do about free agency because this just keeps getting crazier and crazier. We're going to break down all of the moves. Uh, coming up with free agency, we're also going to be doing a uh, some mock drafts. We're going to be doing thirty team previews in the future. A lot of stuff coming up. And if you're interested in hearing something specific, maybe it's about keeper leagues, maybe it's about uh, rookie dynasty draft. Guess what? We did a rookie dynasty draft. You can find it on our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash Watching the Boxes. A special treat. I got a special treat for anyone who's listened this long. Yeah. Ooh, what is it? You ready for this? Yes. I have already a favorite last round pick. Wow. Let me hear it. Uh, do you want to guess who it Stealing. is? First? I'm going to steal it. Uh, Derek Rose. No. Damn. I don't think he'll be a last round pick. Ooh. Uh, from a little bit of what I heard that they basically made that signing and they're going to play him – just as much, if not more, than Reggie Jackson. So I think Ooh. they'll be people in on Mr. Derrick Rose next season. Return no, 4.0, baby. This is a man who's often forgot about, and it is Mr. Seth Curry. Signed oh, yeah. a deal to go to the Mavericks. We saw in 2016-2017 when he played for the Mavericks that he, was a, he ranked 83rd in eight category leagues and 82nd. Um, in nine category leagues, the dude is maybe the best three point shooter in the NBA. I, that sounds crazy, I know, but he hit forty five percent last season. Um, yeah. The Mavericks shot the fourth most three pointers in the NBA last season. They hit the twenty seventh. They were twenty seventh in three point percentage, so not good, right? Uh, they he's going to play shooting guard. They don't really have a great shooting guard option. I mean, they got Tim Hardaway jr. I could see the Mavericks kind of just doubling down because he's making three point shots and Tim Hardaway jr. Isn't throw Tim Hardaway jr. And more as a sixth man, let Curry just spot up and hit lots of three pointers, probably going to play him more than the 29 minutes per game. They played him in that 2016, 2017 season. If he gets more than those 29 minutes, he could easily be a top 75 player. And I guarantee no one will be hot on him. He'll probably be a last round pick in the standard league. Yeah, I don't think after last year where people were 
he was actually a few people's last round pick, and he was kind of a bust. I think people are going to be out on him. And so a good that's a good one. I like that, Tyler. Uh, I'm not there yet. It's a little too early for me, but uh, I like the fact that you are already on board. Um, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you guys have any feedback, stuff you want to hear, uh, tweet at us. We'll be happy to provide it. And we'll be back with more free agency. Enjoy, everybody.